We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the Sixth Man Show on Orlando Magic Podcast with your hosts, Luke Silvia and Jonathan Osborne, covering all things Magic Basketball. Five fans, four fans. Go Magic! What's going on, Orlando Magic fans? You guys are back with the Sixth Man Show. Today is July 4th, 2022. Jonathan Osborne here, as always, joined by my co-host, Luke Sylvia, Luke, what is going on, bro? Man, I uh, I'm 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 diving fully back into the Florida life. I went to Disney today, wearing my new Jalen Suggs jersey that I got. By the way, that night at at draft night, I go and I, I get a Magic jersey. The guy rings it up and he goes, "You know these are buy one get one, right? For like the same same type of jerseys, or you can go get like the city from last year." I was like, "Well, I don't want the city," so I went got another. So it's uh it's 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 nice, bro. And but went to Disney today. I did get a slightly burned, but not too bad. I was proud of myself. And uh, yeah, I, it was a good time. Went to Star Wars Land, did all that. Did Toy Story Land. I had a good time for sure. Did you go on? So you went on the like the Slinky, like the mm. roller coaster, the Slinky right? Dog I roller coaster. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, pretty pretty solid ride. Pretty solid. Yeah, it's I, not, it's I not enjoyed bad. that when I was there. It's not bad. It's not and then bad. did you have like the Star Wars, like the blue milk? I know you were at the cantina. Uh-huh. I know you were there. Uh-huh. But uh, did you try the the blue or the green milk today? I, I did not. No, I've been. I'm right. scared. It kind of grosses me out. You you were you know entertaining some other galactic libations today though. Yeah, ones that were right. like like bubbling. It was crazy. Right. That's pretty cool. Like, like the best what do they do? Fizz. Like dry ice and stuff like that. I guess I don't. There's like a motor in the yeah. in the glass. And so it makes it like fizz and all that, and like shoot up. Okay, and it's uh, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. That's pretty dope. Really yeah, expensive. I like the blue but milk. It was good. Do you? Yeah. Well, that's is it literally for milk you. or what? I don't. It's I don't think it's like cow's milk. I think they it's like almond milk or oat milk or something like that. I, just I forget like what it is. But a hundred degrees it. outside, I just couldn't do milk. I don't. It was actually like surprisingly refreshing. Cause mm. I thought the same thing, but I'm like, yeah, I'll try it. If it if it feels like it's a little too heavy on the tummy, I'll mm-hmm. toss it. But I was like, oh, this is actually nice. And yeah, I en- I enjoyed the entire thing. Huh. But yeah, oh, Disney, good time. time. Star Wars, good time. Fourth of July today. I hope you guys are enjoying your holiday. Hopefully, you have the day off. Be safe. We don't want to hear of any 
accidents with our listeners. So just be safe. Fourth of July. It's a great day to, to celebrate and spend time with the, the friends and family. Luke, we're recording this Saturday night and Thursday kicked off free agency. We released our episode that came out on Thursday and other than Bull Bull, which we're going to talk about all of the signings and re-signings, mm-hmm. we are pretty much spot on. Like what we've been talking yeah. about the last few weeks, re-sign Mo Bamba, re-sign Gary Harris is exactly what the Magic should do. Keep long-term flexibility. And yeah, that's really the goal that the Magic should have had kind of going into free agency here. Before we dive too deep into that, we do want to remind you guys uh, that we have been nominated for Best Local Podcast for uh, Orlando Weekly's uh, Best of 2022 ballot. So if you guys uh, could do us a favor, you can go to vote.orlandoweekly.com and vote for us under Local Notables and then Best Local Podcast. You can only vote once, so just go ahead and throw us one vote if you haven't done that already. Uh, We're super excited to see how that turns out. It'd be pretty cool to win, and we would greatly appreciate that. And then we're going to go ahead and shout out our patrons really quickly. If you have not heard already, uh, you can find us at patreon.com slash the sixth man show. If you want to help financially support the show, we also do some giveaways each month. We have a discord channel that you can be a big part of, and that's becoming more active. It's super exciting. And then you, uh, you know, if you want to be like a, our highest hall of fame tier, uh, we do a monthly zoom meeting with only that tier and just kind of give them behind the scenes updates and just chat Orlando magic basketball with them. So again, if you're interested in that, you can find us at patreon.com slash the six man show. And we have a brand new hall of fame tier patron this week, gaudy 93 shout out to gaudy. Really appreciate your support. We support uh, or shout out rather all of our brand new patrons each week. So if you want a special shout out just like that, again, you can subscribe to the Patreon. And then we are also going to go ahead and shout out all of our Hall of Fame tier patrons, which we do each week. We will start with our guys over at Court Cousins, who must be in shambles this week after Rolo moved on to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Hope you guys are holding up okay with that. You need a Rolo check-in. Shout out Armin, Carson Tulo, Jonathan Borges, Magic Player History, Wiffle, Ryan Singh, The Distract, Pierre A., Dylan Holden, Mr. Mikey, Lil Penny, BRBS Creative, Drum, Danimal, Dutto15, Bobby Skinner, Nate Donnelly, and Gotti93. Thank you guys so much. Luke, let's talk about the Magic finally officially signing Paolo Bancaro. Not really any big surprise there. It's always weird to me that I guess they have to wait to sign the first round pick. Never totally understood that. I don't know why you wouldn't just do it like the day that they come in. I guess, are you negotiating contracts? I'm pretty sure like the rookie scale contract is mostly pretty standard at this point. But like we tweeted out, it is official. He will be playing uh, Summer League. It's it's exciting for because for those guys, you know, it, it's really a, a dream come true. But not a big surprise. Yeah, yeah. I mean, awesome to see if you guys haven't seen it. Magic put up like a short clip of him, you know, in the room with, with essentially Weltham. Um, and probably some other guys there in the front office, but super cool to see him, you know, sit down, be able to sign that contract. It's going to change his life. All right, let's dive into free agency. So the day of free agency, so June 30th, really kind of like the middle of the day started off with a bang with Kevin Durant requesting a trade from the Brooklyn Nets just days after Kyrie Irving opted into, (laughs) you know, the final year of his contract in Brooklyn, which is just insane. And of course, KD waits until like 4th of July weekend to make all of the drama similar to what he did in 2019, leaving the Warriors similar to what he did in 
20 or uh, 2016 leaving the thunder everyone just kind of hanging around and waiting he did it on the same day yeah i'm I'm not surprised signed with brooklyn on june 30th and then announced that like he wants to trade on june 30th a few years yeah. later pretty pretty great so but yeah every time there's a big free agent or somebody wanting to be traded just the whole league kind of gets held up to a certain expo- to, to a certain extent to see kind of that first domino fall, then all of the other moves can start to happen. Okay, this guy's going to go here. He's going to go yeah. there. I think because this was a trade, it's going to work a little bit differently than that. But, yeah, just what the heck is going on in Brooklyn? Truly feel bad. I mean, you feel bad to a certain extent, but that's what you get for giving like, two of the most unpredictable players in NBA history right. the keys to your franchise. Just say, hey, we're going to do whatever you guys want us to do. So, I don't know. Maybe they kind of deserve they, it over there in Brooklyn. They, but who am I to say? The the, the last thing I'll add about that situation is, like, truly is insanity. KD rehabs a whole year before he even touches a court, and Brooklyn does it because they think this is our guy long term. Like, this is a guy that is going to win us championships. And then all of a sudden, he's like, nah. I'm out. Like, didn't play many that many games, like, all things considered. They let him just rehab a whole year on their dime, like, thinking that they were investing in their future with that. It really does suck. And if you're a Brooklyn Nets fan, I am I'm very sorry. That is a very <laughs> unfortunate turn of events, but it's, it's very funny, to be honest with you. You know, as the saying goes, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Like, you, mm. you put all of your faith in, you know, Kevin Durant, who, you know, in OKC last couple of years there, wasn't sure he was going to stay. Obviously, he leaves. The whole last year in Oakland, in uh, Golden State, is he going to stay? Is he going to leave? All the bull crap surrounding that. And then you say, you know what? This guy just tore his Achilles, but we're going to give him the keys to our franchise. We're going to go and get the guy that he wants. We're going to hire the coach that he wants. We're going to trade all of the draft picks that we have for James Harden to bring in another guy that he wants, and you just mortgage your entire future based off of what Kevin Durant wants. Then he just comes in and says, hey, you know what? Thanks, but no thanks. I want to be traded. Go screw yourselves, Brooklyn. So yep. feel bad for them, but it's going to be interesting to see the next team that decides, you know what? We're, we're just going to listen to every single thing that this player says and, and wants us to do and just trade, ruin our culture, Fire the coach that built the culture here in Kenny Atkinson. Bring in Steve Nash, a guy who's never coached a day in his life. Just really, uh, really impressive stuff. I'm hoping in the the next collective bargaining agreement, there's something that is going to stop these guys from a year or two into these four or five year deals from saying, you know, hey, I just want to be traded. Yeah. And I don't give a crap what you've done the last I've, few years to try to build your franchise around me. Yeah, and I think it was like the Bill Simmons podcast, maybe um, where they were talking, or maybe it was just the NBA Ringer show in general. They uh, they were talking about like how un- unsurprising it would be if Beal signs what he signs with the Wizards and crazy deal and then asks for a trade next offseason or something crazy. Like I got my money. Not only and I'm done. is that unsurprising, that is guaranteed what's going to happen. We right. all know that. Yeah, got so, his money and he's gone. NBA's got to do something about it. It's I don't think it's good for the league. I don't think it's Beal's good been for the there sport. far too long anyway. Let's get that straight. But. It is right. not going to be surprising when Beal up and leaves next offseason. Yeah. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So free agency kicked off Thursday night, you know, just at six o'clock. And I think it was like almost just right about seven o'clock when we got the update that Mo Bamba was returning to the Orlando Magic two year, $21 million. So what is that? Ten and a half million dollars a year. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, a lot of people were hoping it was going to come in a little bit less than that, but nothing crazy. He's making less than Wendell Carter. I think we all agree that regardless of what the market kind of dictates, Mo Bamba deserved less money than Wendell Carter. You you don't want to see Mo Bamba making more than Dell. Mm-mm. It's for two years. We'll talk a little bit more in detail about this in, in a second as we talk about Bull Bull. Um, but you have long-term flexibility in that deal. You needed a backup center. To me, that was one of the biggest pieces for this team heading into the offseason. If it wasn't going to be Mo Bamba, was it going to be Thomas Bryant or Isaiah Hartenstein, which not long after free agent started, he heads to New York on like a two-year $16 million deal, which um, good for the Knicks. But then they went ahead and gave J- Jalen Brunson $100 million. I don't really understand that, but hope it works out for them. But bringing back Mo Bamba, we talked about this. The continuity knows everyone on the team, the chemistry, the culture that they're building here. You can do a lot worse for a backup center than Mo Bamba. Maybe it's a little bit of an overpay, but it's nothing egregious. Mm. You still have the long-term cap flexibility. If you need to move that contract in the next year or next season, you should be able to do that relatively easily. And then, really, the the biggest surprise for me of free free agency, for the Magic at least, is re-signing Gary Harris to a two-year, $26 million contract. Just those two signings alone, Luke, what what were your thoughts? I know you were happy to bring back Gary because it looked bleak there for a bit. Yeah, yeah. And obviously, like uh, from outside looking in, we have no type of perspective really aside from our own. But when you look at Gary Harris, I mean... why would he come back unless he really believes in what Orlando is doing? And I think that's why this signing goes far beyond Gary Harris. This signing is is a, a sign that this front office has taken care of Gary Harris. Gary is comfortable there. Gary doesn't care that there was only 22 wins last year. Um, and I think that maybe just this front office had, has earned his trust so much. And he's seen the vision that he's like, man, I want to be a part of it. So if anything, it should get Magic fans more excited about the future of Orlando to say that you can get a guy like Gary Harris because Gary could easily go to a contender, kind of like we're expecting, obviously, T. Ross to do. T. Ross has been here many years. You and I have said we don't fault him at all for you know, wanting to be out of Orlando at this point. But for so for Gary Harris to say, I want to stay in Orlando, like it really is like him choosing Orlando, which was great. I don't think it's probably, I don't think it's really about the money for Gary. Uh, I just get that feeling. I don't know why. I could be wrong, but I feel like he could have gotten equal types of money, uh, maybe on even just a little bit better team. But continuity, great stuff for sure. Uh, As a shooter, you need that. You look at even what the starting lineup is probably going to be on opening night, and you say, 
this team is great defensively, but they need some shooting. Um, and kind of like you and I had talked about, it just feels like a non-negotiable. Like you have to try to bring back Gary, even if it was like a slight overpay would be beneficial for the magic to bring back Gary. Glad they're doing that. Mo Bamba. I mean, any way you cut it, you and I kind of sat down and looked at the free agency list and we were like a few episodes ago and we we're like, man, I just don't think it makes sense unless it was a, you know, Isaiah Hartenstein or whatever, but Mo Bamba can shoot. So you you just really need shooting added to this roster too, and I think that it helps. Two-year deals for both of them, great. Tells me kind of what a timeline honestly kind of looks like. Uh, it was I believe you told me you know Kobe Price had reported that he believes that both those contracts were you know a player or team team option essentially on those second years. So not Gary. I, I was going to get to Bull Bull in oh, just a second because okay. the Magic have, right. You're right. Yeah, the Magic are reported to be re-signing Bull Bull to a two-year deal. Mm-hmm. We can kind of talk about that as well. But Kobe Price reported that Mo Bamba and Bull Bull those second years are expected to be club or team options. Gotcha. Gary Harris. It sounds like there's not any kind of option on that second year. It's going to be two years straight up, fully guaranteed. Fine with me. But but specifically with Bamba, I think that's huge. Just because you see how this this year goes. If you want to move him, if you want to open a roster spot, you want to make a move, they, you know, the reports about free agency in 2023 for the Magic are going to be far more aggressive. Allows you to do that. There's, a, there's ultimately really the word here is flexibility. The Magic hold all that flexibility in their hands and they're able to just make those decisions come the offseason next year. Right, you have that team option for Mo. Um, I, obviously, as we said, you know, Bull Bull as well. I, I think that it's a it's a good thing for sure. Yeah, Gary Harris. You know, you know, further, you know, to your point, his decision to re-sign here says a lot about the culture. Sure, he probably got more money than he would have gotten anywhere else. Like, I think there is something to that. Mm-hmm. But for a guy who is still, you know, very much in the prime of his career, was playing for a contender before being traded to the Magic, you know, the season before last towards the end of the season, he definitely could have gotten the mid-level exception somewhere from for a contender to play for a playoff team. Yeah. And he definitely could have done that if he wanted to. Um now, money talks absolutely, but I'm excited to hear Kind of as these guys come back, we get to media day. We know there's going to be the questions for Gary Harris. Like, what kind of went into your decision to re-sign with the Magic? Yeah. And I think he's going to kind of echo our sentiment that they're building something here. You know, obviously yeah. they gave him more money than a lot of other teams could. But it's not nothing that he decided to re-sign here. To me, it's not just about the money. Mm-hmm. I think we, as as we got closer to free agency, it seemed like he was gone. We had yeah. talked. You and I were texting. Like we haven't heard anything about Gary being connected to the Magic or really any of these other teams, and it felt like he was going to be gone. So it's mm-hmm. good to see him back. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a relief, really. I mean, for if for nothing else, for the shooting that he brings to the table, and uh, that corner three, that sweet sweet corner three that he brings to the table. Yeah, he was. I think uh, I I saw recently that he like led the league in left corner threes last season. And as bad as he started off the season and just really caught fire over the last few months of the season, that kind of says a lot. And then uh, I think it was Friday, really. I don't even think it was Thursday that we heard about Bull Bull, but that kind of came out of nowhere that the Magic were going to re-sign Bull Bull to a two-year deal. 
my guess is it's going to be pretty close to the minimum. You know, the Magic, I think, had anywhere between like 28 and $29 million in expected or projected cap room. So you have Mo Bamba at, you know, $10 million, Gary Harris at, you know, 12 and a half or 13 and a half. I think, um, like, the the first, yeah, the first year is going to be 12 and a half. Second year will be 13 and a half. At least that's what Track has right now for that Gary Harris, which the Gary Harris thing was a little bit unique because he was actually signed to an extension not signed to a new contract. So the magic could actually make a press release about that. And it's official that we've re-signed Gary or signed it to an extension rather. Yeah. So we have some more of those details. We're still waiting on the details for the Mobamba contract and, and bull bull. But again, the reporting from Colby price is that those are expected to be second year team options. But so we're looking at what roughly like 13, 14 or, or th- 23 or 24 million dollars eaten up by Mo Bamba and Gary Harris, so leaving maybe $6 million. I'm guessing they're probably signing Bull Bull to the minimum just yeah. because, you know, three seasons into his career, he's played a total of 53 games. So I, I'd be surprised if it was anything more than the minimum. Bull Bull, I guess we can talk about this just for a moment. You haven't really seen a ton of him in the NBA. What you have seen is a guy who, for as tall as he is, standing seven foot two, 220 pounds, very fluid on his feet, super talented in terms of like the like the ball in his hands. Does have obviously just with the height and the length some shot blocking potential there, but that's really all that it's been with Bull Bull. You know, you saw it in Denver, and then he was traded to the Celtics. Never played for the Celtics. Obviously traded to the Magic and has been rehabbing since he was traded to the Magic at the deadline. And yeah, I mean the Magic must see something there that they want to be a little bit more patient with Bull Bull. They're not ready to just kind of move him on, you know, for for nothing. So, I'm not incredibly excited about this. I don't know that it really means anything for the Magic this year. It feels just like an extended flyer. They took a flyer on him, you know, towards uh, you know, the end of the year and and, and trading for him and, and keeping him here while waving, you know, PJ Dozier. And yeah, it's just kind of like an extended flyer. Let's see what we've got with this guy. We've got the cap space. Let's give him the minimum if he wants to stick around mm-hmm. here and, and see if it ever turns into anything. See if he can put that talent together. Well, we've seen this with Bull Bull, and it kind of is an is is alarming. He plays nine games at Oregon in college. That is the extent of his college career. And while he only played nine games, still put up impressive numbers. Uh, 21 points a game, 2.7 blocks, 9.6 uh, rebounds. Um, let's see his percentages, his splits, 56% from the field, uh, almost three attempts a game from three and shot 52%. I mean, there, there's something to it. 76% from the free throw line. I just am so worried about his health. I think that that's why he's, you know, probably going to just continue to get minimum type deals until he is proved that he can do this right. Seven games, his first season, 32 is second. 14 and 21 22 and nine games in college so nothing that i'm sold on but if the magic want to take a flyer on them i'll continue trusting the front office and what they're doing and uh yeah i I guess we'll see kind of what we make of a bull bull i'm not likening you know the potential and the talent to joel Embiid, but joel Embiid was a guy that we didn't see play for the first two seasons of his career played 31 games in the third season a lot of that was you know foot injuries which which is exactly what Bull Bull has been dealing with. So 
we've seen this. You know, we saw it with Otto Porter Jr. We've seen it with Markel Fultz. We've seen it now with Gary Harris. Guys coming to Orlando, getting healthy, and then having success. Maybe we say that with Bull Bull. I don't really know. Um, I don't know how much we're going to see of Bull Bull this season. If he's going to be on the roster, is he going to be a two-way guy? I'm not really sure. Uh, but I do. And now let's talk about just kind of free agency in, in its totality so far for the Magic because I think we both probably expect them to be done. Yeah. You would yeah. think. So, so Mo Bamba, Gary Harris, Bull Bull. Again, Mo Bamba, uh, Bull Bull, the second years of those expected to be team options. So if they either don't work out or next season, you know, you're faced with a, a scenario where you need to create cap space quickly, you can just terminate the, or decline the team options on both of those guys. And then you open up like 11, $12 million in cap space, just kind of right off the bat. You've got Terrence Ross this final year. I think it's like $11.5 million and then he's expiring. So now we're up to what, like $22, $23 million in cap space. Gary Harris now, two-year deal. Uh, first year it's going to be twelve and a half million. Second year is going to be thirteen and a half million. So if you move off of Gary Harris, like you you trade him, you're you can quickly get up to you know thirty five, thirty six million dollars in cap space next summer. Mm-hmm. So when we look at what the Magic needed to achieve going into this year, one arguably the most important thing for me was to either keep or acquire as much shooting as you possibly can because mm-hmm. drafting Paolo Bancaro, if he's not going to, from day one, be a 35 36% three-point shooter, we're desperately still in the need of shooting on this team. Gary Harris close to 40% last year. Mo Bamba, I think, was 37 or 38% from behind the arc. We need to keep as much shooting as possible. They did that. You needed to maintain the culture of this team. You brought back two guys into the locker room that everyone loves, uh, I, I think uh, some folks out there have joked about like the, the team dad. I think it was Brandon Kravitz from 96.9 The Game putting it out there. like We need a team dad on this guy, an adult in the locker room. Gary Harris is a great example of that. You need to maintain your long-term cap flexibility. We just kind of put out that if they need to get crazy with cap space next season, they should have the ability to do that as well. And you didn't do anything dumb. You didn't make a crazy you know, signing for somebody that doesn't fit the team or, or somebody that you need to overpay for. So in terms of what the expectation should have been for this front office and really what was possible for them, to me, this is an A-plus free agency. People, and I, I do understand this point, if you're coming from the perspective of, oh, it's only an A-plus free agency if you go out and you sign like a LeBron James or you know Kevin Durant or you know Nikola Jokic, one of these high-level superstars. That's the only way that you can say that you had an A plus free agency. If that's your standard, then you are correct. But in terms of what was available to the Magic, what they needed to achieve, I don't think they could have done a better job than what they did, re-signing the guys and, and kind of bringing them back and running it back. Yeah, absolutely. I don't really think there's like even too much more to add to that, Jonathan. I think at that point. You know, you just start thinking about, you know, free agency next year and what that means and the flexibility this team has. Orlando has is just not right now a free agency destination spot for like a big fish, right? I think that's why this year is so important. I think the continuity of this team, the culture that you're building in Orlando is so, so pivotal to this team's future. You need to not only have that, obviously, as a recruiting tool of just how great the culture is, but you also got to win some games. I think this year is incredibly important. It's not just like, a, oh, we got the number one pick and this is like, 
you know, they can feel it out and they can just, you know, they go at their own pace. I think this team needs to win games. I think it needs to not only show like off the court, how good their, their chemistry is, but on the court. And uh, yeah, I think that 2023, that off season is going to be big. You maybe earn the trust of some players that are not necessarily big fish, but can change the kind of trajectory of your franchise just by being another piece of the puzzle is a huge season coming up. And I think John and Jeff are positioning themselves well. And if you look at the big fishes, all the big fishes stayed home. Like Zach Levine re-signs with Chicago. Jokic obviously re-signs with Denver. Um, except you know Jalen Brunson, who moved from Dallas to New York, and I don't think we would consider that a, a big fish. Bradley Beal re-signs in Washington. So like all the big fish are really too. staying put this offseason. A lot of extensions. You know, we saw like the the rookie you know, extensions with you know, Zion and. Somebody else got paid a, a crap Jaw ton of money that paid. is eluding me right now. Yeah, Jaw, Jaw got paid. Yes, thank you. Jaw got paid. Yeah, so they a lot of guys got paid, and like you said, staying home. So yeah, yeah. So this was not the off season that you were going to splurge and really make a move for a big free agent. The people and, and God bless Paolo. Paolo was clearly trolling everybody. Like, mm-hmm. don't take that super seriously. Yeah. The post of Kevin Durant in a Magic uniform on his Instagram. <laughs> If the Magic were going to trade for Kevin Durant, we would be fielding a lineup of Paolo and Kevin Durant next season, and that's it. Everybody else would be gone. Yeah. That's what it would take to get Kevin Durant here. Two on five, full 48. Kevin Durant doesn't want to be here. Yeah, exactly. So, um, But the last point that I want to make about just kind of running it back are the people that are saying, why are are people getting excited about running back a a 22-win team from last season? And my reply is that, did you watch the 82 games of last season? Did you not w- watch the last you know, 18 games or whatever the case was when Markel Fultz came back next season? Do you not see you know, budding stars in Wendell Carter Jr. and Franz Wagner, potentially Markel Fultz? Did you not see the team defensively when Jalen Suggs came back after the injury and they're one of the best-rated defensive teams in the entire league? Are we still hoping to get back a healthy Jonathan Isaac? You're bringing back Gary Harris, a proven veteran in this league, a guy that shot close to 40% from the three-point line last year. Mo Bamba, another guy. What was going to happen if we lost Mo Bamba and Gary Harris and we and we signed like Isaiah Hartenstein and, and, and some other wing that potentially couldn't shoot? People are going to say, the Magic don't have any shooters. What are we doing? They would have found something to complain about, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. If you think that healthy, this is a 22-win team, then I don't know what to tell you. And if you run it back... And people are saying, oh, you know, the Magic should still be tanking next year. If the Magic run it back with this roster and we're positioned to be at the top of the lottery next year, you should fire everybody, (laughs) trade everybody, blow the whole team up, and just start over at that point. Because with the collection of young talent that we have, if we win 22 games next year, something went incredibly wrong. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think the only thing that makes that happen is injury at this point. Realistically, I don't want to see that again. What grade would you give the front office? I think I give them an A. Uh, not a not a too high or too low A, right? Like, not an A minus, not an A plus. Like A, like, I, that's a great grade. Obviously, I I think that that's respectable I mean, for what your expectations are, right? Obviously, A plus. People out there, are like, you know, I saw your tweet, obviously, Jonathan. And, you know, A plus. It's like, dude, what what are you guys talking about? Like, you would you want us to do? You, do you want us to sign Jalen Brunson? Would that get us an A plus? Like, w- what did you want this front office to do? They did everything that we have talked about wanting, like you and I, Jonathan. But it's 
They, what else are we going to ask them to do? I think it's an A at the very least. I, I don't I don't care if it's an A plus either. So is what it is. I think they did a great job. Going out and just throwing the bag at a free agent just because you have the cap space. That's the kind of stuff that got us into the problems that we had when John and Jeff took over. That's why you had a Bismack Biombo contract that you had to luckily flip for Timothy Mozgov and then wave and, and stretch his contract out. So you were, I think we might even still be paying Timothy Mozgov if I'm not mistaken. No. Or no, we got the um, we like the done. end of like career ending injury exception yeah. for Timothy Mozgov because yeah, he never anyone. played a, a, another play in the NBA. So we luckily we got away from that. That's how you end up with Evan Fournier, you know, making $17 million for five years with a team option in the fifth year from cap space, burning a hole in your pocket. Like let's learn from the mistakes of our past and not repeat them. Like that's the definition of insanity mm-hmm. doing the same things over and over again and expecting different results. Shout out to the Knicks, by the way, <laughs> who are doing the same thing. They always do every time they get cap space, <laughs> throw as much money as they possibly can at whoever's the hot free agent, you know, a guy averaging like 16 points per game for his career had a great playoff run. And now they think that he's the answer in New York and they threw a hundred million dollars at him. We'll see how that works out for the Knicks. My feeling is it probably is not going to end up great. Uh, You know, we'll wait and see. I could be wrong about that, but yeah, again, like you said, like I said, we've talked about this for weeks and weeks and weeks. The Magic should not go crazy in free agency. This is not the time to do it. Mm. You, you need to see what you have with these young guys, especially now that you have the number one pick this year. Everybody just you know, relax. Yeah, We got one more year to just kind of evaluate. And then next year, if somebody becomes available or somebody's out there in terms of a free agent signing, you have the things that you need in place to be able to make those things happen. We have the young players. We have the picks. To We have the contracts to make a trade for a big free agent if they become available. We are going to have the route to create cap space if somebody comes available on the free agency market to make a real run at them and sell them on Franz Wagner, Wendell Carter Jr., Paolo Bancaro, some of these other young guys, and telling them, look, look how big of a step we took in one year. You're the next piece to make us real contenders, and that's when you bring somebody in, and that's when we start trying to make runs at you know the Eastern Conference Finals, the NBA Finals, and stuff like that. So... I get where people are coming from. For me, it's a matter of perspective, kind of agree to disagree kind of things. We all want the same thing. We want the team to be good. And I think that we can both agree the front office is kind of doing this the right way. Um, I think, Luke, that's mostly going to do it for us for this week. Not much news outside of free agency. Um, Our next episode will be the last episode before Summer League. And then we've got like two Summer League games in between our next episode and the following episode. So it's going to be really exciting to see Paolo Bancaro make a Summer League debut next week. Uh, They're going to play, I think it's 10 o'clock Eastern time on Thursday. And then they play Saturday as well. Thursday they play against the Rockets. I forget who they play on Saturday. I want to say maybe it's the Kings. I could be wrong about that. Let me go ahead and pull that up while we're waiting here as we close out the show here. Of course, I don't have that up in front of me. You guys can look it up. You can Google it. You can figure that out. We'll be back Wednesday to talk about the schedule. I know that. Exactly. Perfect. So uh, we have some uh, some voicemails. Some people called in. We asked you guys just to call uh, and leave your thoughts on the Paolo Bancaro pick at number one. We're going to play those as the show closes out. But we hope you guys have a very happy and safe 4th of July. For Luke Sylvia, this has been Jonathan Osborne. You guys are listening to The Six Man Show. We will catch you guys next time. See ya. Oh, man. I think Paolo is going to take us to the promised land. I think he's going to do what Dwight and Shaq couldn't. I think... This is going to be the draft that takes us all the way to the finals and gets us that ring we've been wanting for so long. 
Go Magic, baby. KP Magic here from uh, Orlando Magic HQ. Just want to let you know that Paolo is the future. I've been like, clamoring for this pick ever since we won uh, number one pick. And it's just, it, it, I think it's the perfect fit. It, it was always the uh, the best fit for Orlando out of that three. And I'm just really glad we got our guy, our, our franchise guy. You give him the ball, get out the way. Um, and we have our go-to score, finally. So, go Magic. Man, I ain't even going to lie. I wanted Jet the whole time. But watching the highlights of Paulo, seeing what this dude can do, I'm officially excited for this guy. I think he's going to be our best player right out at the start of the season. Let's go, man. I At first, I was sad, but, man, I'm excited now. Let's go, Magic. Fuck yeah. Man, at first, I was disappointed we didn't get Chet, but we got Paulo. I looked at his highlights, and, man, I was in the M-Way at the day the draft happened, and, man, that was awesome to see, and... I know Paul is going to be our best player right off the bat. He's going to be an awesome scorer. I can't wait to see him play. And man, I can't wait to see him with Bronze and the guys. Man, I can't wait. Go Magic, dude. I am so excited, guys, about this Palo pick. I think we finally got our superstar, um, our number one option uh, when we need a bucket. Just, just literally think about if LeBron had a baby with Melo. I mean, that's what we have here. He's got a mid-range game. He's got a handle. He's an elite, um, underrated passer. He can get to the hole whenever he wants. I'm so excited. Um, I'm just, I'm so sick of this national media. Literally everything the Magic do, it's, it's wrong in their eyes. Like, literally, Palo was on everyone's board, probably at number one. I, I would say at least like 75% of people's boards, number one. And somehow still, we botched the pick with this whole, like, kept it secrecy. Uh, I'm just sick of the national media, man. I just appreciate you guys uh, holding it down with the local stuff. So that's where the real information comes from. But I'm super excited about Paolo, uh, his fit with Wendell and Fultz. Uh, can't wait to summer league, guys. All right, appreciate it. Man, Paolo was the only pick to make. We needed a 20-point scorer. We got a 20-point scorer. Enough say. You know he's going to be rookie of the year. Shout out to the six-man show, Court Cousins, all the Magic podcasts. Go Magic. Hey, what's up, guys? I just wanted to say that I'm super excited for Paolo Pancaro. I was super shocked at the draft, you know, when we got him. I'm excited for his athleticism, his frame, his offensive skills. His, his He can get a shot whenever he needs to get it. He can set up his teammates. Dude, we are going to light the league on fire and put it on notice. All right, guys, you guys do a great job. Go Magic. Uh, I'm very excited about this year, Paulo Banquero. I think he brings more uh, options in the offense. Uh, he's going to be our go-to guy. That we really needed that. And I like his versatility to play more than one position in the team. So we can have a, a big or a tall lineup. And no, I'm really excited about it. Hey, I think Ben Carroll is going to be absolutely amazing for the squad. I think if you give him a year or two to kind of develop his NBA form and just kind of get used to playing in a bigger league with more competitive uh, competitive opponents, I think that he's going to make a uh, lasting NBA. 
I'm really a little worried about his um, team chemistry. I think that he might be a threat to our, you know, core strength as far as like building chemistry as a young team. I think he's more interested in being the star, but I think he's going to be a talent and a force to be reckoned with. What can I say, man? Paulo Banchero, that's our guy. We finally got a guy that we could build around six foot ten, two hundred and fifty pounds, a three level score. Hopefully, his three point shooting will come around a little bit better. But this is the guy we needed, a guy that we could get the ball to and get us a bucket. That's all that I gotta say. Let's go, Paulo. Let's go, Magic. Yeah, what's good, Six Man Show? It's Jake. Um, I just wanted to share my thoughts on the Paolo pick. I think it's a great pick. I think he's the most versatile player in the draft. In the draft that we've seen in the last couple of years, you look at people like Cade Cunningham. They can't do what Paolo can do. I see this guy's floor as Carmelo Anthony, and I see he's someone who's a 12-time All-Star and maybe a three-time champion. Let's go. Let's get it, Magic fans. Thanks for listening to The Sixth Man Show. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and Spotify to get new episodes downloaded directly to your phone. If you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to give us a five-star rating and a review. It helps out the show a lot. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Six Man Show. We'll catch you guys next time. Go Magic!